Oh, Liz, did I tell you what I'm doing on my birthday? No, what? Okay, I'm going to a dog cafe. It's in Silver Lake, and you can go and hang out with dogs that are available for adoption. Oh, run. <laughs> you should go and look for your future dog. Now, I'm not just saying this. I have a facial on Saturday morning, so I don't think I can go, although I do want to celebrate your birthday. But not with dogs. But not potentially with dogs. (laughs) Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., and with me is my high school friend and writing partner of 18 years, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In this episode, we'll discuss the notion of quiddity and how it applies to our show, The Fix. We'll also talk about our Hollywood job as we share a day in the life of a showrunner. Yes, we've already started production on episode 102 of The Fix, and it has been nonstop crazy. But first, a public service announcement. We want to remind everyone to register to vote. It's so important to be a voter. We have listeners all over the country, and the rules for registering are different for every state. In some places, the registration deadline could be as much as a month before the election. So, for instance, in our home state of Missouri, to vote in federal and state elections on Tuesday, November 6th, you have to register by October 10th. So if you're not registered, and if you are registered, double-check just in case— But if you're not registered, you can't vote on Tuesday, November 6th. So be a voter and get registered. We'll have a link in the show notes for this episode, episode 67, on our website, happierinhollywood.com, with details on voter registration. Now, Sarah, before we dive into the rest of the show, we wanted to address a really interesting comment from one of our listeners. Mm -hmm. This came from a member of our Facebook group, which we encourage everyone to join. Um, This was from Tara. She wrote, Dear Elizabeth and Sarah, I'm a 16-year-old from the UK and am a massive fan of Happier in Hollywood. Thank you, Tara. Mm -hmm. I love your frequent check-ins on the podcast about eating healthy and exercising, so it baffles me that you are currently promoting Ben & Jerry's in your ad breaks as it contradicts much of what you talk about on the podcast about leading a healthy lifestyle. So this is a really interesting, thoughtful comment from Tara. Yeah, and she's 16 years old. Yes. Go, Tara. She probably, I can see why she made this comment, because Mm -hmm. you talk a lot about not eating sugar, Mm -hmm. and obviously there's a lot of sugar in Ben & Jerry's, and I'm a type 1 diabetic, which means I have to be really careful about my sugar intake. Yeah. Um, But having said that, that doesn't mean we don't think Ben & Jerry's is an awesome company. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is. It's a very socially active company, um, and they make really awesome ice cream. Yeah, we are not anti-ice cream. Right. We're not anti anything, really. I mean, that's not true. We are anti some things, but we're not anti having a balanced, healthy diet, which can include treats. Yes, including ice cream. I mean, what's summer without ice cream? And most often I talk about ice cream in the context of my daughter, who's six, um, and a child's summer without ice cream to me just seems very depressing. Yeah. And I mean, to Tara's point, there are ads that we don't do. We don't say yes to every ad. We don't have to say yes to ads. So if we have a Ben and Jerry's ad, it's because we said, yes, we want a Ben and Jerry's ad. Yeah. And there have been ads, I will say, in the past 
um, that I think now we would probably say like, oh, wait, maybe that's not something we want to do. Yes. And that's a process of doing this and learning, okay, we want to pay attention to what we're promoting. Mm -hmm. um, And we do spend more time now sort of debating, do we want this ad or not? Yeah. Which I think is a good thing. Yes, definitely. Um, And Tara, thank you for your question. Yes. Okay, Sarah, it is time for From the Treadmill Desks Of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And today it's a bit of a thinker. It's the notion of quiddity. Yes. So, Liz, this is something you are very interested in. Um, But I had never heard of quiddity until you brought it up. So can you... Can you define what quiddity is? Yes. Quiddity is the inherent nature or essence of someone or something. And I think it's a wonderful poetic idea. It is. It's beautiful. Um, And we realized recently that recognizing the quiddity of a project can help you make decisions regarding that project when you're unsure of what direction to go in. Yes. And this started, Sarah, When we were talking to Brian, an ABC executive, and he was about the pickup of the fix, Mm -hmm. and he said the pilot was a bullet train and we want the whole season to be a bullet train. Right. And as soon as he used that term bullet train to describe the fix, it just resonated with us. And we, from that moment on, were like, that's what this show is. It should be a bullet train. That's the quiddity of the fix. Yes. And what's been great is we've sort of every decision we make about the show, we ask ourselves, is it bullet train? Mm -hmm. If it's not bullet train, we shouldn't do it. So if there's a beat that feels really slow and it's dragging us, when I say a beat, I mean a scene, really. If it's slow and dragging us down, we go, that's not bullet train, can't be in the show. Yes, now, there can be, like, great emotional beats that aren't yes. sort of um, propulsive in a plot yes. way, but that make things juicier and more fun. Yes. That counts yes. as bullet train. Absolutely. Um, so when we think of it now, it's just been so great to have that kind of clarity, um, to have that quiddity mm-hmm. to focus on because we just go, okay, bullet train. High speed. The show should have momentum and be in motion and be exciting. And it's perfect to have that quiddity to explain the show to our staff. Yes, because that gives them something to work off of. Like, especially if we're not in the room, everyone can look, can sort of do a check and go, okay, well, are we being a bullet train here? If not, something's off. Or if we are, great, we're in the pocket. Yeah. And this is not just about, what's great about it is it's really not just about TV shows. Quiddity can apply in so many different arenas. And it could apply to a project that you have in any job. Yeah. I mean, there are so many group projects now. And if you think, what is the inherent essence of this project? And if everyone agrees on what that essence is, I think it could sort of help you avoid a lot of conflict. Mm -hmm. Because usually the reason why there's conflict is because people have 10 different things in their head. Like, I think it's this, I think it's that. And then you start arguing over who's right and who's wrong. If you establish at the beginning the quiddity of the project, it'll just help everyone move in the same direction. Yes. And workplace harmony is so important for happiness, Sarah. (laughs) Yes, it really is. And beyond just harmony, it can, I think it gives strength and cohesion to what the the ultimate product is. And integrity, really. Yeah. Now, what's interesting to me is we 
started thinking about quiddity in terms of the fix is that it applies to other things, too. Absolutely. Like I was thinking my wedding, which was over a decade ago, <laughs> um, the quiddity of my wedding was bringing the outdoors in because I was planning my we- I wasn't planning my wedding. My mother was planning <laughs> yes. our my wedding because we were working on another show and it was absolutely crazy. I couldn't do anything for the wedding. So I had to really boil it down for her. Like, what do I want? Uh-huh. I could sort of tell her one thing. And I said, I want the feeling of bringing the outdoors in. Which is hilarious because you're so, it's not like you're a super outdoorsy person. I know, but I just had this notion that I wanted like branches and uh-huh. twinkly lights, like feeling like it was like outside when it was actually inside. The quiddity. Yes. Um, and and by the way, thank you, Mom, because she totally did that. And your wedding was unbelievable. And she really did manage to kind of um, just... Distill. Yes, she distilled bringing the outdoors in into this really gorgeous, beautiful wedding. Now, you know what I was wondering, because Minnesota is so important to you, mm-hmm. is there, can you express what is the quiddity of Minnesota? Because that might also help me understand why it is so important to you. Ah. Um, yeah, so we've talked about how I have a uh, house and four cabins in northern Minnesota. Available for rent. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, for me, the quiddity is connection and continuity. Mm. You know, because it's been in my family for 60 years and kind of all of my many of my best memories are there. And I really feel a long history and connection to that side of my family. So the quiddity of of Minnesota for me is connection and continuity. And speaking of your houses, you've had several your old house in Echo Park really had a strong essence, a very clear essence that remarked on the minute you walked in, which is that it felt like a treehouse. Yes. That house, definitely the quiddity of that house was that it felt like a treehouse. And when I remodeled it, that helped me kind of figure out what decisions to make because I was just sort of embracing that in the way your mom embraced Bring the Outdoors mm-hmm. In. And the whole house had this kind of beautiful cohesion because of that. The problem is my new house, I have no idea what the quiddity (laughs) is. And I feel like until I figure that out, I can't kind of make the changes that I want to make because I don't know what I'm going for. So my goal is to figure out the quiddity of my new house. Well, you're going to have to report back here when when you do. Yes, I will. Now, what's interesting, Sarah, is as I said earlier, the definition of quiddity is the inherent nature or essence of someone or something. Mm-hmm. So when you think about someone having a quiddity, the person who comes to mind is our friend Nancy. Yes. Lightness is really the defining quality of Nancy. Yeah. And and to me, I think it's really rare for a person to have quiddity. Because usually it seems like we're complex and contradictory and many different things. Yes. In different places at work, you're this, at home, you're that. Right. You know, like, whereas I feel like Nancy really, truly embodies in all areas of her life this lightness and joy. Yes. We love her. We love Nancy. We miss you, Nancy. (laughs) (laughs) Come visit. Um, so, yeah, maybe we should have a goal of, like, having a nice quality that people will be able The defining characteristic oh. of Liz is, well, I don't think I'm ever, it's never going to be lightness. <laughs> but 
Maybe it could be something good. That could save us maybe years of therapy if we figured out what we want our individual quiddity to be. And work toward it. Yes, and work toward it the way we do every day with bullet train on the fix. Yeah, I think I'm going to go for, um, oh, I don't know, maybe calm, but we'll see. I I I was thinking peaceful for me, but I just, I don't know. I don't see it happening. Never going to happen. Well, let's ponder. (laughs) Okay. All right. What is your quiddity? How can you use the idea of quiddity in your own life or at work? Let us know if quiddity resonates as much with you as it does with us. Send us an email or voice memo at happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Coming up, we're going to talk about our Hollywood job, but first an ad break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Sarah, it's time for Name That Hollywood Job. Everybody knows about writers and directors and actors and publicists, but there are a lot of interesting jobs in Hollywood, and we like to talk about them. Yes. Today, we're actually talking about our own job as showrunners. Yes, Monday was the first day of shooting on The Fix, and it hit us quite hard very quickly just how packed our days are going to be from now on. Yeah, and I think a lot of people know we're writers, but they are always asking us, well, what do you do as a showrunner? Like, we know you write, but you're always talking about all these other things you do. So we thought, well, let's go through one day, Monday, last Monday, our first day of shooting, to sort of give everyone an idea of what we do. Um, A day in the life. A day in the life. (laughs) So we've cataloged our day. Yes. Which started at 7 a.m. That was the call time. Yes. So we showed up on set at 7 a.m. for rehearsal of the first scene of the day. And then at 8.45 a.m., we snuck out to go to yoga because we have a yoga teacher, as we've mentioned, who comes to the office every Monday morning at 845. And we were shooting right next to the Disney lot. So we were able to just sneak out while they were finishing the scene and get in our yoga. It was a short yoga session. We only did 45 yes. minutes. Um, better than nothing. Better than nothing. Perfection. What is it? Per, uh, don't let Perfect be the enemy of good. Yes, we did not. Um, And then we went back to our office. We had a notes call on the script of episode 103. And then we put out pages for episode 102. And putting out pages means as production continues on an episode, you're sort of always putting out new pages for production changes usually. So I think we put out, you know, a few pages. I don't remember how many. And then we went back to set. I think we were there by 10 or 1030. Yes. Then we watched some of what was going on on set, some of the shooting. We especially wanted to check in with set, not just because it was the first day, but because four of our lead actors, it was their first day of shooting. So you want to go and say hi and 
thanks and break Welcome a leg. everybody. <laughs> then we came back and went into the room with the writers and worked on breaking episode 105. And then we went back to set at one for a budget meeting. And then we went back to the room to keep working on episode 105. <laughs> and then around 4 o'clock, we went to um, what a stage. So they moved locations. They moved from near the Disney lot onto one of the stages on the lot um, where we were doing some work in a car. So we went to weigh in on what video to use um, for our driving sequence. And that was pretty fun, actually. Yeah, that was That cool. was something we haven't done before. Well, it was all fun. It was just busy. It was busy, yes. But this was something yes, unique. this was new. Yeah. Um, often car scenes in shows are shot on a stage. And I, I posted an Instagram picture of what this looks like. But they kind of put screens all around the car and above the car so you get reflections on the windshield and then on all of the screens you project images of the road around where the people are supposedly driving so we had to pick like what was going to be on those screens with the director and they had I mean, bazillions yes. of options. Yes. And so then you have to narrow it down to, like, the location that you want them to be driving through mm -hmm. and then the exact part in the film. Once you know how long the scene is, which yeah. I think it was about a 40-second scene in that case. Yeah, so that was interesting. Um, and then we also had to do some casting. We had a role starting in two days that had not been cast. So there was sort of emergency discussion over, okay, who are we casting in this role? Oh, and then as we were on set, we got a rewrite of episode 103 that we had to read before we sent the draft to the network. Yeah, so we were sitting in our chairs on the stage with our um, flashlights on our phone. Luckily, I had my Lumi, so that was convenient. Nice. Which lights up um, my my phone case. Um, and so we were in the dark reading the starred version. Starred version means a, a new version of a script. It has stars to show where the changes are. And we got that back to the network. And then shooting wrapped up. It was a 12-hour day. And so we finally went home and put the kids to bed. And yes. Sarah, I read Jack Horrible Histories, which is his new love. <laughs> um, and then I sat on the couch and fast-forwarded through three hours of The Bachelorette. Oh, my God. <laughs> Quickly. Uh, and it that... was a lot of Bachelorette. <laughs> and that was the night that I had the masseuse come for my 90-minute massage that I was desperate for. So that was a full day. It was a long day. I fell so, asleep on the massage table. So we were working on episode 102, 103. People were off working on 104 and we were working on 105. So that's what it's going to be between now and Thanksgiving. We'll probably be working on four episodes at once. Just why we often get confused about what's happening in what episode. Yes. And by the way, editing hasn't even started yet. Oh, God. <laughs> going to be fun. So tell us what a crazy day in your life looks like. Email us or send us a voice memo at happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Next up, a fashion Hollywood hack that is sweeping Los Angeles and probably everywhere else. But first, a word from our sponsor. So Liz, now it's time for this week's Hollywood hack, Kimono Club. Yes, Sarah, I give you full credit for <laughs> Kimono Club. <laughs> All right. So if you're out in the world right now, you've probably noticed that there's this trend of wearing these beautiful, sometimes they're called kimonos, sometimes they're called duster jackets. They're flowy. They can be sort of a little lower than hip length or they can be long down to your knees or your ankles 
or your ankles if you're feeling fabulous. They are comfortable and they're cute and they cover your butt, which is really nice. Excellent. And it kind of makes any outfit. Yeah. Like you just need to wear jeans and a white t-shirt, which is what I'm wearing right now, plus a fabulous kimono. And suddenly you look like you spent an hour getting ready. A million bucks. Now, Sarah, you noticed this trend. You turned me on to it. I had no, like, knowledge of this kimono craze sweeping the nation until you told me about it. Well, you know, I think um, Violet going to kindergarten is going to be really good for mm. my uh, fashion sense mm. because I'm seeing more just moms, people out mm-hmm. kind of in the world um, and noticing what people are wearing in a way that I usually don't. Um, so we had a play date to kind of get people together before school starts so the kids are all mm-hmm. like comfortable. Um, and two of the moms were wearing these like beautiful, flowy kimonos. And it's like you can be casual and fabulous at the same time. And you came home and you actually sent me a link. You're like, you have to get a kimono. <laughs> I just ordered five kimonos. You have to get a kimono. And I was like, I must have. As the second you said yes. it, I was like, I must have multiple kimonos yeah. now. This is what I'm missing. This well, is going to complete my life. The one you're wearing right now is gorgeous. It's this beautiful yellow color. We'll have to post a picture yes, of you. definitely. Um, and it's floral with birds. It's just gorgeous. Of course, Sarah, I tried it on for Adam. Uh-huh. And he goes, isn't that a robe? Aren't you just wearing a robe over jeans? Well, isn't that what makes it great? I mean, and that is what a kimono is. (laughs) Let's be honest. Um, Yeah. So anyway, we're now at work. We're having like Kimono Monday, although this week it kind of spread out into Kimono Wednesday and Kimono Friday. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And we're bullying Marcia into getting a kimono. Yes. Um, We're trying to get her to get a kimono with skull and crossbones on it because she's all about the skull and crossbones. I think we found one for her. Now, I will say in our um, travels through kimonos on different websites, I have realized that sometimes it's just a negligee. You have to be careful (laughs) that you're not buying a negligee. To wear to work. To wear to work. (laughs) Yes, you can feel free to buy a negligee, but um, they do sometimes pop up. So just keep an eye on whether it's like a work kimono or a home kimono. Okay. And if you, like us, decide to embrace this fabulous trend, um, post pictures on Instagram, hashtag happier in Hollywood. Yes, please. For the love of God, I want to see everybody's kimono photos. (laughs) It's going to make me happy. Yes. And now it is time for this week's celebrity sighting. Being on the Disney lot, we know there are a lot of celebrities roaming around, but we don't always see them. But this week, we finally saw someone. Yes. We were doing our daily loop. Yes. Um, which kind of goes through the trailers for Blackish. Yeah, that's the loop is what we call when we walk around the lot to get a little bit of exercise during the day. And it is so unbelievably hot right now. Oh, brutal. That it really feels like a battle to do it. But we still are. Um, and on this particular loop, we saw Miles Brown from Blackish. He plays the younger son, Jack. Um, yeah. And he was getting into a car. He must have just finished his work. So it was really fun to see him. It's such a great show. Yeah. Now, Sarah, we have not seen Tracy Ellis Ross yet. And we she's know like, she's out and about on the lot all the time. Yes. And she's like a personal hero. I think she's amazing. So hopefully we'll see her on our next loop. And if we see her, I will not freak out. No. You won't. (laughs) (laughs) I hope. And that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. Email us or send us a voice memo at happierinhollywood at gmail.com. 
Thanks for listening, and please subscribe if you have not already. And do post your kimono photos. Yes, please. Hashtag happier in Hollywood. Thanks to our producer, the amazing Chuck Reed, and everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to the awesome ad team at Panoply. Thank you to our assistant, Mary Merkins, for helping us manage our days. We'd be running around like chickens with our heads cut off without you. This is true. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft and Sarah is at S. Fain. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join the conversation. Until next week, I'm Sarah Fain. And I'm Liz Craft. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Oh, wait, Liz Amanda's here. Let her come in and see your kimono. Check out my kimono. It's Kimono Friday. Oh, my gosh. Isn't it cute? Oh, that is so cute. You have to join our kimono club. (laughs) Okay, I'm joining the kimono club. It's our Hollywood hack. Amanda's in. So in. And it's yellow. That's my favorite color. (laughs) 